0: Hello and welcome to the School Jotter podcast. This week we've got Arthur Howie, the Education Portfolio Manager here at WebAnywhere, talking about School Jotter Mobile. So Arthur, you've been on with School Jotter Mobile for many years. Do you want to tell me how the product started and how it's evolved?
1: We originally started the School Jotter project way before we had anything ready to be shown. Uh, we've been prototyping the app at the end of 2013. Uh, And that gave us a really good period of time in order to get feedback from schools. We were showing it at bets, We were showing it at schools directly. And that gave us a load of feedback, which we could then use to prioritize the features and to build something that was really useful to schools. Once we released it, we then got the feedback again. And we added more granularity in terms of the notifications. We've added a messaging feature. And we've made loads of tweaks to the individual sections to make them more suitable for schools. That period of time, directly after we'd released the app, I was quite shocked um, and humbled, really, by the amount of feedback that we got back from schools. So we initially released it to around about 30 schools, um, which then quickly ramped up to more than 100 and then onwards. Uh, But those first schools... There were lots of head teachers, lots of admin staff that gave us that feedback, I remember own I was on the phone, constantly just getting feedback. Um and it was all really good. And then the, the feedback that we got through the schools by proxy from the parents uh was positive too. So it was really good to see that happen.
0: So if I'm a school and I'm looking at the School Jotter mobile experience, how does it differ to other platforms out there? And what are the advantages over the likes of, say, SMS text messaging services?
1: So I'd say mobile app really complements what schools do with their websites. The content that comes from there is syndicated from different parts of the platform. So schools only have to update one place. Um, But the difference is pull versus push. So in order for a parent to get the content from a website, they have to go to the website. So it's a conscious effort to go there and do whatever they want and then leave. Whereas with uh, a mobile app with push notifications specifically, uh, the school can push that content across, it pings up on their phone. Of course, then they can choose to either see that content then and there, or they can maybe look at it later on, but it's still there and it's, it's present so that they're aware to do that. And that's something which the website is never able to really do that sort of experience. I think the first sort of, Technology change at schools will notice between sending out over a mobile app and push notifications compared to SMS is obviously going to be the price. Uh, We have schools that send tens of thousands of messages uh, and they don't incur any charges for that because they've already bought the app, so there's there's nothing else uh, compared to SMS. With SMS, because of the network's charge, so then the aggregators and everybody else in that value chain has to put their margin on and, and charge too. There's always going to be a cost to schools and it can get quite a lot if they are sending out lots lots and lots of messages. Uh, The other difference is because it's uh, software and and you can control the experience. So when you can see when the the parent has received that and they've opened it or they've, they've read that message, whereas the text message, you can tell if it's been delivered to the phone, but you don't know if it's been read.
0: Now, parents can download the School Jotter Mobile app by going to Google Play if they're on an Android device or they can go to the Apple App Store. Once the parents have downloaded the app, they don't have to log in. But what are the benefits for logging into the app versus not being logged in to School Jotter Mobile?
1: The main driver for parents to log into the app is for schools who are offering mobile messaging. So with the standard app, we have notifications and you can send notices out to... Uh, all users uh, that have the app or those that have signed up for notifications for a particular group. However, with the mobile messaging, we also have one-to-one direct messaging. So because we have authenticated that parent, we know exactly who they are. So then the school can have the confidence to send uh, more sensitive messages directly and then have an open channel of communication directly to that parent, Um, again, without incurring any extra costs besides actually getting the product in the first place. As we move across our product roadmap over the coming six months to a year, say, um, we're going to see some more things as well which require that authenticated user experience. So for schools, when they transition across to School Jotter 3, we're having a a renewed focus on communication tools. So then content such as surveys, forms, um, these kind of things, will be able to be interacted from the app. But in order to do that, we need to have that authentication so we know exactly who this user is um, so that everything is safe and controlled.
0: School Jotter mobile apps synchronize with the website. Can you explain how the synchronization works across news feeds, calendar feeds and galleries?
1: We made this as simple as possible. So if a school adds content to their website in the way that they'll have been doing for years, uh, that content is automatically syndicated across the app. So, of course, there's controls, so schools can choose not to do that if they want, or so they could change the default. Um, but what we do is we basically pull any of the news stories across, uh, newsletters, uh, the calendar syncs across, um, and the galleries. So if you just put that content on the website instantly, that's available straight to the mobile app, so parents can consume that there. Uh, and for content where it's relevant, the action of creating the content also generates the push notifications. So there's nothing extra that a teacher has to do; it, it just works straight away.
0: Now, one of the most popular features of School Jotter Mobile are the notification mechanics. Of course, notifications don't cost money, where text messages do. Can you explain the granularity of notifications and how bursars and head teachers and others can broadcast messages?
1: So if you're an admin in a school, you can choose to send a notification out in in a few different ways, really. Um, You can send out blanket notices um, for snow days or sporting events or whatever. If there's something you just want to broadcast to all the parents, you can just do that. All you do is go straight in, new notice, type in the words, hit send, and that's it. It just works straight away. Um, If you want to do that on a bit more of a granular basis, you can do the same thing, but target it to a specific group. Groups are a flexible concept, so that could be a class, it could be a year group, it could be a school trip. However the school sets these up, it'll just work. Uh, And then finally, with the mobile messaging, you can message either to a group, so that uh, collect responses, so you've got a two-way chat, or you can do it one-to-one for things, you know, if there's a student who's uh, late or something like that and you want to contact that particular parent directly. Arthur, could you let
0: us know what the future product roadmap might be and the sorts of things that parents will be able to do in the next six months or 12 months on the School Jotter mobile app?
1: So over the coming six, 12 months, we'll start to see schools transitioning across to the School Jotter 3 platform. Uh, As they do that, there will also be the corresponding release of the mobile app. So we've already mentioned briefly things like surveys and forms that will be in there. Um, but there'll also be other content, so being able to book your parents' evening slot, that kind of thing will be in there also. Uh, there's going to be further controls around restricting content, so based off um, the the parents' or the students' uh, enrollment in classes through the MIS. So we'll be pulling that data and then schools will be able to selectively share based off that. We're also looking at the onboarding process. So uh, in terms of helping schools to get their parents to start signing into the app easily. Um, So currently, it's username and password. We'll be looking at moving that slightly towards um, unique codes, which can be given out a little bit easier by schools. And then finally, uh, we'll be introducing some social network features. So these are designed to get more feedback from parents and sort of bridge the divide between the home and school. Uh, So on content such as news, galleries, newsletters, this kind of thing, parents will have the opportunity to comment. Um, so they can give that feedback back to the schools. Um, Of course, this is something that schools will be able to optionally turn on or off depending on how they want to operate themselves.
0: Arthur, one thing that you will be really proud of is the positive reviews and ratings on both the Google Play App Store and the Apple App Store for the School Jotter mobile app. Explain what the reason is behind those high ratings and high levels of customer satisfaction, and perhaps you could share some of the comments and read out what parents are saying about the mobile app offer.
1: You're absolutely correct. Uh, it's a product which I've always been very proud of. Um, and the feedback from parents has been good. The feedback from schools has been good. Um, I'd look looked today. So our average rating for Android is 4.6. On iOS, we're averaging 4.5. And this is on more than 2,500 reviews. So I think that really does speak for itself. In terms of why uh, we, we managed to get that feedback, I think it's because the app is really focused on the things which we, we'd heard from schools and from parents that they actually wanted. So it doesn't have that many frivolous features. It's pretty concentrated on the core things. But those core things work well, and they work well to communicate to the parents. So just go through a couple of the bits of feedback that we've got on the App Store. So the first one, great app. Find this app so useful for keeping up to date with things. Much rather this than letters sent home. And the next. I don't use Twitter or Facebook and tend to miss out on a lot of things going on in school. Not anymore, thanks to this app. And finally, uh, it's a very handy app to have. Our school went paperless and it means we always have important dates to hand. Let's face it, there's always something happening at school. So that's three there. and Like I said, we've had... Uh, more than two thousand reviews uh, on the App Stores and Google Play, and I think it's it's a real testament to how useful parents find the app, because they're taking the time to go to the App Store, put a review in, uh, and to give us that feedback there. So I think that's that's really positive.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time today, Arthur. It's very much appreciated. And hopefully listeners have gleaned a lot of information about the possibilities of mobile apps within schools and the value they can bring.
1: Thank you once again, Sean, for having me on the show. Uh, It was a lot of fun. It was good to talk. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the School Jotter podcast, this time on school mobile apps, and in particular the School Jotter mobile app If you've enjoyed it, do subscribe, share on social media. And until next time, thanks for listening and bye for now.